3: is going on Super Bowl Nation. That's my voice because it left so many hours ago as we were partying on Broad Street singing Eye of the Tiger and going crazy. Did that really just happen? The Eagles did in fact beat the New England Patriots and the vaunted Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I am John Barchand. Thank you so much for being a part of WIP and this moment right here, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Jack Fritz behind the glass. Uh, Rob Cherry with your updates. Uh, Darius Scott on sound as well. I I just keep looking back to a lot of different things in this game, and certainly we'll get into them. But you know, for me, I'm a first generation Eagles fan, so hearing all the stories, seeing all the families come together. Seeing all of the the different reactions that happened, The fact that we are hugging complete strangers for well over, you know, eight hours last night. And, yeah, there was some ruckus going else in between in there as well. But, man, oh, man, what a spectacular night for Philadelphia. Because the first things that come to mind is, like, now now what happens? What happens to this city? What happens to this city where, like, we've all wanted this thing, we've all wanted the Super Bowl. And then the next thing that happens, it's here, and oh my God, what is this town going to be like? Where where do we move on from here? I certainly don't want to move on from from what happened uh, last night. I want to bathe in this as much as possible. But it's just so crazy to me that the Eagles actually pulled this thing off, and not only pulled it off in a, in a way that we thought maybe back in October. Certainly, I did when Jay Ajayi was traded here to go. Oh my God, that's the final piece for a big playoff run a Super Bowl run him and Carson Wentz together and more injuries came and more injuries came and Carson Wentz goes down Nick Foles doesn't look like himself throughout you know the Raiders and the Cowboys game and it's a a pretty good second half of that Atlanta Falcons game and then all of a sudden he turns it on against the Vikings he goes blow for blow with Tom Brady which is what we thought would kind of happen Everyone was concentrating on Tom Brady versus that defense and they completely ignored this Eagles offensive line and what Nick Foles has been able to do along with the running attack and they certainly forgot about Alshon Jeffrey. That's why you paid that man to set the tone early to make incredible grabs to adjust on a a route to keep drives going. Zach Ertz on a fourth and six late in game like the, the balls on Doug Peterson to just say we're not doing this to see that Every Super Bowl that the Patriots have played in, somebody outthinks, outcoaches their, their own self, makes those mistakes, and it was Bill Belichick that made those mistakes, especially early on. And you're just sitting in this and going, like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe what happened." And that's what all tonight is about. It's about reacting to what you were doing, where you were, what everything smelled like, all those things that I heard Ray Didinger talk about in 1960. He knew what the hot chocolate smelled like. He knew exactly what the air was, what the the cloud formations, the temperature. We're all going to remember this moment for the rest of our lives, and I'm so happy to share it with you. Let's get it rolling. 888-729-9494. Let's go to Dave in Clementon. What's up, Dave?
2: Hey, man. How you doing? I'm
3: doing great, man.
2: Uh, well, I want to say last night I was with my parents, and um, which I brought my dad to an Eagles game this year. It was Arizona. My dad went through cancer this year, and I didn't think he would come out of it. And seeing his face, he's 60-something years old. He saw the 1960 championship at, like, eight years old. And seeing the tears come down his face
3: Mm -hmm.
2: made this so much more memorable this year. And me coming back home from the military and everything and seeing this, it it still hasn't hit me. I went last night to Philadelphia better than – Two thousand
3: eight. Oh world yeah, Series. yeah.
2: Without a doubt. I never expected it, and the people or people are bashing us, saying we're not world class. No, they treated everyone great last night. There was no problems. Everybody got along with everyone. And then my other topic is going to if you said beginning of the season we're going to make it to the um, Super Bowl on a backup quarterback, we're going to get there. Tom Brady's going to throw for 500 yards <laughs> yeah. plus.
3: Never punt. Yeah, that the, the Patriots team's never, never going to punt. punt. Yeah. yeah.
2: Would you ever expect and say we were going to win two? No.
3: No way. You look at that box score and you just go, well, yeah, that's that's not going to be good. That's not. And gonna be great. we have,
2: we have, we have McNabb. We have Jaworski. We have a bunch of great quarterbacks. Then we have Nick Foles, our savior.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's how we. Uh, that's how a lot of us were thinking, and you know, it's just like I don't think you can replicate that. I don't think you can get in there and do that. And Nick Foles looked like Carson Wentz. I mean, if we're just being honest with ourselves, those were absolute pinpoint dimes that he was throwing last night. And without Nick Foles, you, I mean, it's crazy to say you don't win that football game. You know, if that's anybody else, you if, don't. It's, if I mean, like in terms of a backup, sure, they're w- whatever. But you know, there's just there's so many opportunities that he took advantage of, and this team took advantage of, uh, and they they went toe to toe with the with the best in the world, and they won.
2: Yeah, and it's the start of a new dynasty. It, every dynasty has a start and an end.
3: It certainly it does, and, and I and 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 I feel like that one ended last night for sure, or at least got the ball rolling a little faster. I'm really curious what happens to the Patriots now, but. Certainly, that's kind of everybody's feel after this, too, right? Like, we're still trying to grasp what happened. And for me, I mean, parts of it is I've obviously sunk in, but not the whole thing. The whole thing really hasn't sunk in. I think I've broken into tears at least 12 or 13 times throughout today, just little snippets, hearing Jason Kelsey get up on that podium in two forms, you know, when he is cutting that WWE promo and reciting Rocky back to us. You get fired up. And then when he's breaking down and saying, I was sitting in the shower after we won the NFC Championship game and I just envisioned this moment and now it's here and stories about his grandfather and adversity, how he wasn't a D1 guy. There are so many of those guys here. And honestly, I think that's not only helped them mentally in this team and what this team is made up of, but it also is just a big you know, macro look at what this team is talent wise. There's so many things that and so many ways that this team could beat you, and they did last night. An undrafted free agent Corey Clement had huge major plays last night. Somebody in training camp that I looked at was like, yeah, it's just a guy. We'll see what happens. Good for him. He made it out. And now he's one of the best like situational backs for this football team. He made Wendell Smallwood inactive and he came up huge in the Super Bowl. He runs like his job is on the line at every moment in time. Jay Ajayi knew, did the same thing. Garrett Blunt, been there before, New touchdowns, bowling ball. Like, it is just an amazing story for this entire franchise. Let's go to Dylan in Pottstown. What's up, Dylan? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I apologize for my voice, though. It really is going.
1: <laughs> I understand. I lost my voice after going to 11 games this year. I lost it after every one, all right? Um, I just want to touch on what you were saying. The the dynasty ended last night for the Patriots, and a new one started, but this team definitely needs to keep on that underdog status. That's what drove them the whole game, the whole season. You could hear it. You could feel it. I was outside in the parking lot at the end of the championship game, and you could just – there was nothing but excitement and happiness, but they wanted to be the underdog at the same time.
3: Oh, yeah. You know what's funny about that? Today I realized that like a lot of the – a lot of the people that were saying, yeah, this team just doesn't have any more, doesn't have any more, then flipped it around and said, well, I mean, they were the number one seed for a reason. It's like, no way. You can't no, have yeah, it both ways. Out of it then. <laughs> yeah, you can't, it, and then, can't flip it now. Yeah.
1: No, you can't, you can't go from saying we were going to lose because of this, that, the other thing. I mean, everybody started saying we were out when Darren Sproles was hurt, then Jason Peters, then Wentz, then everybody we lost, and they just kept going. That team, it was incredible. And next year, I hope Foles is with us, but – the chances are he'll be traded for some good bait because we don't need any good. I mean, we have 21 out of 22 starters coming back.
3: Yeah. And they and with have an- to remember that. With with another uh, uh, free agency period and another draft and Sidney Jones being back, your franchise quarterback, shorten Hicks, you'll have to see what Jason Peters does. And, you know, it's Jason
1: th- Peters, I hope he comes back, but vi- uh, he stepped up this year. Compared
3: to last. Oh, Big V? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Dylan. And that's another part of this, too, It's just like he was never a worry since Thursday night in the Carolina Panthers game. It's the last time you worried about Big V. And then Jason Peters went down, and then he stepped in, and still not an issue. Wisniewski, Wormack, Sayomalo, like there was a, a, a rotating carousel of linemen, and then they figured it out. It ended up being, and that's, to me, that's the just reflecting for 24 hours, It is the most underrated part of this entire franchise is that offensive line. It's better than the D-line. It is. I mean, you can't do anything against those guys. The entire playoffs, you could not do that. No matter what they threw at Lane Johnson, they stood. No matter what they threw at Big V, they stood. No matter what linebacker was so quick, Jason Kelsey was able to get to him. Brandon Brooks, same thing, second level. Three, four yards off the ball. That's why Corey Clement works. By the way, that's why you can have a three-headed monster and just absolutely ram it down everybody's throat. New England had zero answers for anything last night. After being told that, you know, it's like, oh, yes, yes, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, did not matter. Could not stop me running through that freaking line. Do
2: you remember the first quarter when when uh, it got behind... Uh, Collins is looking at the play, and you could have fit like eight J.J.s <laughs> yes, through the hole. Yes. You're just like, oh my God. They had, honestly, I was not concerned the whole night. No. I thought we could move the ball up and down the field on them
3: there no matter was, what. There was one part of the game when I think it was 33 32, and everybody started panicking a little bit. That's when I, for me, it's when it set in. When they settled for the field goal for the first time, I go, this is different.
2: Well, I started panicking. Like, I was pretty confident, and then I saw Brady get the ball back with 2.10 left or whatever, yep. and I was like, yeah, I've seen this before.
3: Yeah, I've yeah. seen this
2: one too many times to be comfortable.
3: Yeah, I thought they, I, I was like, why aren't why are you scoring quickly enough? You need about, you need to give Brady the ball back with like three and a half, maybe four minutes. Like when Doug. them score. When you know, Doug threw
2: before the Yerts touchdown, when he threw before that, I was like, what are you doing? Just drain the clock. Yeah. And then kick a field goal and win the ball game. What are yeah. we doing?
3: There were was, was some, there were a little, a, a tiny mistakes towards the end there, but that's why Brandon Graham is Brandon Graham. And that's that's again like, oh my God. If anyone is going to make a game-changing, game-saving play in this franchise, Brandon Graham, are you kidding me? The guy that has com- constantly compared his entire career to Earl Thomas, just a high-motor Andy guy. Ah, they, they really screwed this thing up. No way, man. That's right there. And that's... My, my overall look and take on this, along with just reflecting back to some of the older generation that has certainly been in the trenches a lot longer than I have, is hearing those stories, but also looking back at those memories now of the miracle at the Meadowlands and the snowball and, you know, the, the first miracle at the Meadowlands, all, all of those things that were almost, Wilbert Montgomery beating Dallas, all of those things become so much more special today Because the biggest thing has been checked off. The biggest thing is winning that Lombardi trophy, finally. And now everything else just becomes a part of this great history that was already there. And it makes us appreciate it even more. And that includes your father, your mother, grandmother, grandfather, along with that. All those stories about going to Franklin Field the different ownerships that came through, and all the things that were buried in one day, not only to make fun of Giants and Redskins and Cowboys fans for that obnoxious question that they always seem to want to ask us, where's the rings? And now they don't have an answer for it. So they got to go find something else, and it's going to take them a long-ass time because this team is going to keep winning. That's how I feel about last night. Doug Peterson proved to me that this team could literally do anything. And if we're being honest with ourselves, it's the lesser team that went out there and beat a legendary NFL team. So imagine now when Carson and Sidney and the rest of these guys come to back together and keep charging and keep moving forward. It makes the entire season special. If you're just looking back in the most recent history of how Carson got these guys here, of how Jason Peters got Jake Elliott, to forget a, a missed extra point in his first NFL game ever, to nail a 61-yard field goal to propel these guys into what we know now is a, a Super Bowl champion team. It's an amazing feeling, guys. Eight 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 729 Let's go to the other Dylan on a cell. What's up, Dylan? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind?
2: Good. I just have a point and then a question. So I think, like, the end of this story, I think it's pretty amazing how Andy Reid and Chip Kelly really contributed. You have Andy Reid drafting two of the best players that game with Brandon Graham and Nick Foles, and you have Chip Kelly providing the plan of how Nick Foles is good, and it just all comes together. That's pretty cool. Um, The question I had, though, was after the game, I hear a lot of the players talking about Atlanta, and that's obviously the next Super Bowl. And a lot of players are talking about it, and I love that, but I can see how some people don't like that. I want to get your opinion on how you feel of them already looking forward to next year, and they're already like, I don't know, it's like a, it's a, it's like a culture now, of like he's just winning. I love it.
3: Yeah, I mean, like that is – that's exactly what they should be thinking about. Now, granted, they should enjoy the moment here. I mean, we're right. going to have a really – really bomb-ass parade on Thursday that we're yeah. all going to be in and enjoy that moment. But I love where a lot of those guys' heads are, are thinking at. Don't you think Carson and, and Peters and some of those – and Jordan Hicks are certainly thinking that way? I mean, oh, they, yeah. they're well, enjoying know, the moment. I know they're thinking that. Yeah, I know that. But it's not like, hey, I wasn't on the field to to experience all those different things. Absolutely. that's It's it's part of that. And on top of this, now all these young rookies. You have Mac Hollins. You have – Uh, Jalen Mills, who's not a rookie, but certainly now he's going into his third year with an entire playoff run and a championship of of experience. That's something that is so unexpected and so crucial for a Doug Peterson uh, type of coach who's, who's just won in his second year. Absolutely, I think it's a great thing.
2: Awesome, yeah, man. I just can't wait. Thanks for taking my call, man.
3: You got it. And it's so funny because without Andy and without Chip Kelly, you don't have anything you have now. You just look back at that and you go... Andy knew Doug. He brought him here. He taught him. In the meantime, Chip Kelly ran around and did his thing. And that's the great thing about Doug is he will take from anything as long as it works. That includes players. That includes playbooks, philosophies, whatever it is. That's how it got him here. That play that he threw with Trey Burton with the the biggest cojones ever on fourth and goal to Nick Foles is a high school football play. And no one was expecting it. No one's ever seen that in-game at, at any time. And what do you have to do to win Super Bowls? You have to adjust. You have to throw everything at them that they are not expecting. And that was pretty much everything you saw last night. So in, in, in a way, I almost like we didn't want to believe it. But yes, Doug Peterson was running vanilla BS through the last couple of games because that, uh, you didn't see any game plan that was the same throughout the playoffs. No, that, you know, so hard to do, so hard to do, and the tools that he was given to do it, and he showed us that in 2016, and we're just realizing it now. Again, it's what makes this all special. He still was able to move a football with a rookie quarterback, with terrible skilled players, with Ryan Matthews, who's no longer in the league, he was able to do this from the beginning, and now he's done it in just one year later, and I I, I can't believe it. Let's go to Jill in Upper Darby. Jill, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm
0: losing my voice, too, if you <laughs> can know, hear. Yes. <laughs> um, two things. One, I you know, wanted to add to what you were saying about that, you know, the feel. Um, you know, you notice everyone says us, we. Yes. You know, it's not the Eagles. It's our team. It's us. And even if you look at the footage of when the players got off the plane and came right to the fence, um, it, it, it's just an f- amazing, amazing feeling. If you've been born and raised here, you get it. Um, I watched footage of Kobe Bryant watching the game and he turned into a little kid. I I just see him celebrate like that when he won championships. Um, But it's just an amazing thing. And and like other people said, I have family members who are no longer here. Um, My grandmother loved defensive players and hard hitters and and underdogs. And, you know, it's just such a magical season. And um, I think a Philadelphia type championship. Like, this is a Philly win in every sense of the word and I just wanted to add um, you know Jake Elliott how big that last field goal was oh and God. there was a lot of misses in that game and it put that pressure on a young kid and it was like grace under pressure he just went out and did it and he looked com- I'm sure he wasn't <laughs> but he looked calm <laughs> as can be yeah. And, I mean, that sealed it. That was it because that enabled us to play our defense the way we did against him because all they could do was tie. Worst-case scenario, we go into overtime. And it just was unbelievable. You know, I was watching with my sister and my brother-in-law my dad, my kids. Um, it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Everyone's been in a great mood today. And the other last thing I wanted to say was you had said, you know, how Dallas and 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 – Especially their fans, they'll say, oh, Well, yes. we got five rings. You know, the last time I got a ring, pay phones were relevant. I
3: mean, <laughs> yeah, still so we're
0: relevant and we've been 800 collect for years. was still
3: relevant, yeah, back, back right. in the day, Jill. Absolutely, right. I really appreciate the phone call. That's that's amazing. And yes, calm, cool, and collected. The moment that I knew that Jake Elliott missed that, uh, first, uh, uh what, what am I looking for? Pat. I knew he was good for another one at some point there in the game. I'm sure sure glad it was 48 yards to basically ice this thing. We got a lot to get into. Plus, I want to know, how much did you spend today for, on Super Bowl gear? Because uh, I, I spent an embarrassing amount when I woke up this morning. And we'll get into all that. Plus, your phone calls, 888-729-9494. Jack Fritz Producing. I am John Barchard. It's time for a Rob Cherry update right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.